0: Welcome, welcome to the Wilderness Outreach Mancast. My name is Pete Mamoni. I'm here with my brothers John, Bradford, Jim, Hahn. How are you guys today? Great, great. How are you? Better than I deserve. The uh, awesome. the Mancast, stealing that from Dave Ramsey. The Mancast right. is your <laughs> weekly adventure into the wilds of masculine spirituality, where we will be hunting for the meaning of manhood, tracking down the intersection of faith and science. Uncovering true leadership and searching for the deep meaning of the history of God's created universe. So strap on your hiking boots and backpack, and grab your compass and map, and let's roll. So today we're going to be uh, we're going to be going over habit two from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's all about beginning with the end in mind. As a matter of fact, that's the name of this habit: let's begin with the end of in mind uh pretty pretty important so this habit uh for me what's up
1: <laughs> all right
0: i love you goodbye this is live real life, life of a dad
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so
0: beginning with the end in mind i think uh for me, what this means um, is just knowing where I'm going, right? And if uh, so, trying to go to heaven, I think that beginning with the end in mind, James is reminding me that we should begin with <laughs> prayer. <laughs> One of those days, I'm trying uh, to be subtle. Yeah, well it didn't work. So anyway <laughs> Father, Son, <laughs> Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and uh help us be open minded and ready for everything today and uh help us share fully in your love and just uh go go where you have us to go today. <laughs> Please bless all of us and our families and everyone listening and their families too. Amen father son Amen. Amen.
1: blessed mary mother of god
2: pray, for, pray us. for us and happy birthday
1: happy birthday mary mother of god and i want to say a special call out there to our sister in good thought and presence and then the lord lori matthias is watching in on us tonight mm-hmm. this is great because we're going to get into a little bit of that right brain stuff that she likes to think about and read about and talk about but uh yeah. So, what does the the habit mean to 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 uh, me and Pete and uh, and James? So, it's uh, yeah. So, beginning with the end in mind, you know, it's like right after that first habit, which was uh, I'm responsible for my actions and my life and everything. It's like, okay, well, then what's next? Right? I take that responsibility, and then I have to say, okay. How do I start building with that so it's uh it's really important stuff so it's it's like such a there's a lot of deep meaning in that one is that uh we have to start building our lives towards something virtuous uh for us men in particular we're we're really looking to build a life that we become self gift for the other you know for our families for our church for the for humanity in general to, to be that self gift in a in a very good way so so it's like aligning we have to start i always think i have to start with aligning my thoughts and my actions with the rules and regulations of the god of god's created universe right so it can't just be any old thing and I kind of touch base on that. There was a few years ago. I was talking to a a lady friend of mine, and uh, I think I was fifty four years old at the time. And we were kind of talking, and and she she's a little bit from the I would say from the New Age persuasion of things. So, and uh, so we we were kind of talking, and she said, "Well, John, you can do anything that you put your mind to." And I looked at her and said, "Well." I think next year I'm going to get in really, really good shape. And I'm going to set my goal to become the world champion sprinter. I'm going to win the Olympics next year. And she looked at me and she said, John, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I looked at her and I said, I'm a 54 year old five foot eight white guy. There ain't no way. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so, so even though if I had put my mind to that and really went on this workout regimen, right. Really took off after it. A couple things would have happened if my body didn't break down first, I would have gotten in a lot better shape, probably gotten a lot faster than I am, but there's no way that, so God's natural law and the physical laws of the universe would not have allowed me to do that. So there, there are boundaries, right? So I, I th- kind of think of that, but there's an amazing amount of creativity that we can access and we can do that are, that's within our power. You know, that the Lord's given us through grace and through this, the, you know, the nature of the, the bodies and the brains that he's given us. So yeah, that's kind of a I'd say that's a good starting point for me. For begin with the end in mind, understand what those boundaries are, and then build off of it.
2: What say you, James? Yeah, this is uh, this is one of my favorite habits. Um, begin with the end in mind. To me, it's all about setting goals, and um, but not just set, like setting a goal and having this idea off in the distance. But I, I have this this idea, I have this goal and then setting the steps that are in between that. And that's, that's one of the things I use when I'm teaching the kids is like last week, I talked about mm-hmm. the URN control is the, the symbol that I use to help them remember. So this one is just basically steps. Like I'm here, here's my goal up higher to get to that. I, I have to take steps. And, and what I mean by that. And, and when I'm talking to them is, You know, I I asked them like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I still ask myself that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? And, you whether it's an engineer or a doctor or a firefighter, um, whatever it is, I say, okay, let's say you want to be an engineer. What do you need to do to be an engineer? Well, you you have to go to college. You have to get that education. I said, okay, that's great. What do you have to do to get into college and get that education? Well, you got to do well in in high school. Okay, so what do you got to do to do well in high school? well, you got to study, you got to maybe get a tutor, you get to Okay. So all those things, what are you going to do today? Right? So that goal that you have and those steps start today, there's no way to jump over those steps and get to that goal or try to skip some steps and get to that goal. So for me, habit number two is all about setting goals, making a plan and working towards getting there. And I, I don't remember who said it, but a goal without a plan is just a wish. I think that's that's a pretty powerful thought, that just a goal without a plan is just a wish. You're just thinking about something you're not really working towards it. So, you know, I do this with my own children. You know, we have eight kids, and so there's a lot of building projects that I've done with them, whether it be a a chicken coop or pool deck, or we build a mobile chicken coop on top of a hay wagon, um, things around the house. I try to get them involved, and we talk about that, that it's not just... All right, dad's just going to go out and get a bunch of wood, and we're going to start hammering and nailing things, right? There's a goal. Here's our plan. What do we need? What are our supplies? What's our timeline? How are we going to do this? And that's just the way it is in life. I mean, if we want to be highly effective or successful people, whether it's in our faith or in our work, we got to set those goals, make the plan to get there, and then work towards it. So it's a long-term vision, I guess in summary, a long-term vision, short-term steps. I guess this is the way I would sum up my idea of this habit number two. What about you, Pete? Mm-hmm. I like that, Jim. I like how uh,
0: you go so in depth. You and John, you guys go really in depth. I have more of a, like, like a, a briefer vision for it, I guess. I'm like, so habit two to me means where am I going? Where do I want to end up? And, uh, throughout my day, like trying to keep that in the forefront of my mind more or less, um, so like it's an overarching vision so like what like Covey talks about in the beginning of this chapter uh he has this example he goes into about you're at a funeral and he wants you to visualize it like really intensely and uh you walk up to the casket at this funeral and it's you in there and it's like okay so now there's some speakers what do do you envision them saying about you and I remember reading that for the first time and that really just sticking with me. Like, who is it that I want to be? Who do I want my kids to remember me as and the people that I connect with and make an impact on. And like, just like down to every detail, like today we were leaving Great Wolf Lodge and like, I got a bit perturbed because I was getting the stuff out of the room. Right. And, uh, (laughs) this guy, it was like 10 30 and, They were supposed to be there at 11 to clean the room, and this guy was in there cleaning the room (laughs) at like 10 30. After I took one load of stuff out, I was like, What are you doing, dude? And (laughs) so he was being proactive. (laughs) Yeah, he was. (laughs) Let me tell you something. And then, (laughs) so I took a deep breath and I was like, Okay, who, how do I want to make an impact in this man's life? You know what I mean? How, if I died tonight, what would it look like? how would this interaction look like? You know what I mean? Like, and I was able to take a step back and say to myself, okay, you know, what's really going on here. He's just doing a good job. He, he there was a misunderstanding of some sort or whatever, and it's not that big of a deal. And then, so like, I wasn't like, I didn't like yell at him or anything. I was nice to him after that. And after I had taken a deep breath and taken a step back, but had I not had that vision in my mind of who I want to be, then I I probably would have just been like dude get out. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't have been very nice to him at all. <laughs> but in turn I was like, "No, thanks for doing a good job. God bless you, dude. Have a wonderful day. It's like, if you find anything, uh tell him to give me a call." But uh yeah, that's that's kind of what it is to me. That's how I take this habit is just like when I die, um if, if that was today, would I have started with the end in mind of who I want to be? And I need to do a better job in like the blueprint vision of the habit like you're talking about with like building the chicken coop, making the plan, following the steps. I'm really, uh, good at
1: getting up and getting moving. Not so much the (laughs) (laughs) planning. So I I'm going to, I'm going to interject something here a little bit. So you like that word interject. It's kind of like, okay, move over guys. Right. Right. (laughs) We also call that butting in. That's kind of a left-brain aggressive <laughs> move, isn't it? So, but anyway, I, I wanted to say hello to our, our brother in Jesus Christ, Jeff Pimentel, who's watching us from Hawaii today. So Jeff's one of these right. brothers that we talked to when we first did, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we first did that uh, Life on a Rock show with Father Han mm. and Father uh, Dorr and uh, a couple of the other men. Uh, Jeff called me. He he was uh, on the side of the road list, re-listening to it and actually calls me and he's wow. like sitting on the side of the road in his truck listening to that. And so Jeff's been one of those men that's been, uh, can been talking about getting on a wilderness outreach. And he says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. To you, my brother. Yes. <laughs> and, but anyway, um, uh, one of the things I'm thinking about here is that it seems like, so this begin with the end in mind though, is accessing the right brain, in a way cuz the right brain is kind of like the, the the ruler it's he the right brain our right brain is kind of like the part of our brain that's really got its feelers out there in God's universe kind of asking the question maybe even the bigger question what's possible what's possible first right mm-hmm. and even okay how did the lord make me and what did he make me possible for right what are the possibilities so there's this this kind of the the, the analogy that um, uh, covey uses is guys in the in the forest or he's in the jungle and he's clear up in the tree right and it's like everybody's moving on the ground like hacking a particular direction but he's saying wrong direction man we're heading in the wrong direction so there's part of that that the begin with the end in mind, it's really kind of a, it's 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 almost an open-ended type of question. It starts with what's possible. What could I be doing? What should I do? Almost trying to access a conversation with the Holy Spirit about where should I be heading, Lord? Right. And then once he kind of like all of a sudden, and I think it's through our intuition and a number of different things that happen in our life that we ask that question, we pray about, and then all of a sudden something happens all of a sudden, there's there's a sense of peace and power that happens when it kind of says go in that direction right and then that's where then then at that point i think we start to like okay let's put the plan together right what are the materials how are we going to do it what's the time frame kind of moving in that direction so
2: yeah and that's a good good point john and i just uh and, it, and it's amazing how as you're talking about that just it made me think of you know praying to know god's will is kind of that you know here's the possibilities what are the possibilities lord what is it you want me to do whether that be today or with my life or or whatever it is and it makes me go back to what what pete said a little bit ago when he was talking about meeting this guy who was kind of getting into his room before it was time and uh to me it just instantly came to my mind like wow what a, what a thought because usually when we imagine our our funerals it's okay well there's my wife there's my family there's my friends my co-workers but what about a stranger that you just met that morning mm, what kind of, what a thought that is say what would that person say you just met me when i was getting gas and we had a little chat or maybe it was worse than that but just that i don't know it just made me think of that i was like wow what would a stranger who I just met, had a conversation with in line at Kroger's say at my funeral? And you know, that just makes me think, you know, I need to be more aware of what I'm saying, who I am and how I'm presenting myself. And, and I think, too, that we have to remember that, like, you know, Pete was kind of saying he didn't do this long term thing or whatever he said at the beginning. But the be- that's the beauty of the beginning <laughs> with the end in mind is it's whether it's for a chicken coop or for your life plan or for the day. I get up in the morning what is my plan for the day is that feeding the kids is that working yeah. is you know just it could be just the day the hour whatever it is you know you can use this tool to do that
0: one of the hardest things I've done was something in this book that I can't remember if it was in habit two or not but it seems like it would fit there the personal mission statement of oh, your uh kind of like you were talking about John like what do you basing your life off of what are the principles you're living by and where are they uh grounded you know what i mean like and you were saying that those need to be grounded in god and in his word and his teaching and and where we uh want to end right so i think one of the hardest things for me was writing that personal mission statement but once i did that um That's why it was easier for me to just say this is like a a big overview kind of habit for me is because I kind of use that as a basis of like how I want to run every day of my life. Like, I don't know if we were doing this podcast two years ago and my son walked up and we were live and said something to me, I would have been like, go away, dude. Like, can you not see that we're, we're obviously <laughs> live right now, you little five-year-old? Like, don't you know anything? <laughs> but since, since I've developed a little bit, I'm able to be be more aware of, like, who I want to be, you know what I mean, and how I want to show up in the world. And that's something that's very important to me is just um, making sure that the people that I am around know that I am I am here to serve them and to love them and that they they they're the most important thing going on in my life right now when I'm interacting with them. And that's one thing that I've, I've gained Mm -hmm. from making that personal mission statement is just being present and aware. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That, you know, Jim, you, uh, uh, talking about Pete's aha or the aha moment you got from Pete talking about, here's this guy that's walking into my room and he's not supposed to be here for another half hour. And, you know, there's a. It's like all of a sudden realizing, no, that guy could be at your funeral, right? It's kind of an interesting right. thought because that's like throwing a curveball at the the whole thought process in a way, right? Because we're not thinking about that guy, but we need to be thinking about that guy, right? right. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of like that idea that you're a true man of integrity when you behave properly when nobody is around, right? Mm-hmm. When when or especially people yeah. that you know. It's like, okay, I can do bad things now because no one's around me that that know me, right? But it's like, no, dude. It's like <laughs> right. the cleaning man just showed up. Be on best behavior, right? It's right. He, he's yeah, even though he's inconveniencing you, be on your best behavior. It's it's kind of in that in part of that uh that covey thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pop something up here on the screen. Let's see what we got here. Uh Let's see if we can get oh there they are. Okay, Handsome so guys, yeah, man. We're, we're down there on begin with the end in mind number two, and there we are, and kind of getting into that idea of the principles, you know. So one of the things that uh Covey talks about in there that I was reading today again is seek and merit god's divine see, seek and merit god's divine help and that being mm. part of the you know proactivity in other words i'm going to seek his help so i might not quite know where i'm going and what or what i should be doing or how i should be doing it but i'm going to i'm going to really seek the lord's guidance and then merit it by being that man of integrity again, right? That we're talking about. So be, that's be kind to the, yeah, right. With, hard. You kind of put your finger on it with the, the cleaning guy, you know, yeah, the real time thing that happened today, but that's, yeah, it kind of gets back to that same thing. So it's that really seeking the Lord's guidance and the help and then, and then meriting it, you know, that's, earning it. I think
0: absence. that's the hard part is Just uh, once you ask for it, it's like, okay, here it is. And then, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, come on, man. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I run into that a lot anyway. I don't know if you guys do. (laughs) It's like, all
2: right. (laughs) You want me to do what? Yeah. (laughs) Be nice to that person. (laughs) Right.
1: So Covey talks about this idea of the two creations what's what's he talking about with that you think
0: the two two creations creations. um yeah jim jim hit this on the head with the blueprint for the chicken coop i think i mean that's really what it is and then just like (laughs) at the end of the day i mean uh you can't get somewhere unless you have a plan to get there well i mean like you'll get there but is it going to be effective is it going to be efficient is it going to be the best path um are you gonna waste your time going there you know what i mean or uh i'd be a bad steward in essence if you just don't have a plan or a mission like uh living your life without a personal mission or without um a direction or a clear image of where you want to end at you're not gonna you're just kind of gonna float along and i did that for a very long time and um <laughs> i guess not a very long time but <laughs> long enough and you know living without that is it's just a waste i think so like having having a plan i think that's what he means by the the two visions is like like elite athletes do it um very successful people do it and they, they sit down and they they dream about how they're gonna go about doing things and getting there and then they do it you know they make the plan so is they that it down
1: so the so is the first one then what you what's the first creation then
0: the first creation's in the mind, right i mean it's it's you visualizing it before it mm. happens, right so Jim like okay. gathering the supplies list, drawing up how he's gonna build his chicken coop, and then it's created in his mind and on paper, and then physically doing the work is the second creation, the fruition right
1: yeah just kind of teasing that apart a little bit is is the there seems to be a crossover somewhere there so jim wakes up tomorrow morning and says i'm gonna build a new chicken coop right
0: or
2: likely. i'm to likely, go, <laughs> likely i'm gonna go get a catalytic
1: converter for my car that exactly
2: today. thank you yes <laughs> also likely yeah.
1: real time story there right but, all right so so in, so you wake up in the morning and then say you're inspired to do something, right? All of a sudden, it's like something says, do this and do it today, right? So you sit there and and at some point, so the first thing you might start doing is, well, yeah, that would be, really be a great idea. I, I could do that today and that would be a good thing to accomplish today. And then I start thinking about it, right? At some point, I'm thinking about going, how am I going to go about it? And then finally, I get up out of bed and I take and put it, then I get my, let's say I get my notebook out and I'm going to write down the steps, right? And and in the process of writing down the steps, I'm going to write down the material list. So we might have I crossed over yet into the second creation? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. So where's the first? Is where's that line line of demarcation? Or does the second creation actually the physical thing when we actually get into the car and go go buy materials? Is that?
0: I think that's the second creation, John. You're getting real deep into the
2: yeah, (laughs) real deep into it. And I I would disagree. (laughs) I would disagree and say that the second creation begins. The uh, the moment that you start changing reality, so as long as it's still in your mind, that's still kind of the first creation. But when you start putting pen to paper, you start making lists. To me, that's mm-hmm. that's starting to change things. Okay, right? that paper was blank right. before, and now it's. And that's why I like this this idea of two creations. Is it's it's kind of like um, you have the ability to change reality. You have the ability mm. to to write the future. First, it starts in your brain, and then it starts in the real world, I guess, so to speak. So you have the vision, and then you start doing things that slowly change, you know, what happens. Whether that's building a chicken coop, or that's writing a book, or setting a plan to to pray the rosary that afternoon. You, it starts in the mind and then moves into physical reality.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're saying so the
2: moment it hits
0: paper. Anytime you make any physical action is the second. That's my action. argument. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: I dig it. We can roll with that. And Lori says, moving from moving to the particular shift from imaginations. So she agrees I, with you. I agree you. with that. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of like so that.
1: And that might be that movement from the right brain to the left brain then. Right. So that could be that, uh, that point where, okay, I'm being inspired to do something, you know, uh, I've been thinking, you know, in the background, I've been thinking about building something, doing something around the house or, or, you know, doing something at work, a new project. It's been kind of percolating back there. And then finally, it's like the, the inspiration comes. It's like the, the momentum, all of a sudden, something kicks in. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. Then it's like the next thing my brain starts organizing it. Before I even move to the paper, right? So I'm like, even, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and then at some point, I'm thinking, yeah, this, I do this first. I get these these materials. I'd move to this. So that's kind of like, is that a gradual movement, let's say, from the right brain into the left brain, then to, to solidify it and to get started on it? So is that, is that, is that, is that what you're thinking, Jim? Is that how you're kind of thinking? It's sort of this, it, there may not be this perfect, line of demarcation, but it's a gradual movement. And all of a sudden, there we are in the second creation, right? Somehow. Right. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my thought. And I think, you know, and, and Jeff has a good point. He commented on there, you know, about having kids. It's another thing you you begin with their end in mind, like what you want them to become. And ultimately that's saints. And what are the steps to get there? And, you know, trying to train them up in the right way and give them morals and be able to think logically and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it applies to everything, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, some other things that, that if we drill down into that center, which of course there, I like drilling down in and I only, and I only go there because I have my brother, Peter and James with me to throw me this rope down. John, you're going way down in a rabbit right. hole, dude. We're gonna pull pull him up quick before he gets too far down, right? But
2: that, We're dangerously so, close right now, but go ahead. I know that. it's like we I'm looking that.
1: down. Yeah. You know, there it is. It's like a few <laughs> hundred th- a few hundred feet at least down there. But i was right. kind of thinking about that. Some of those principles. So this is really interesting chart on this principle centered. So Covey's this is Covey's chart. So he's saying that like all these aspects of our life, those are the spokes, right? So our our wives, spouse, husband, if you're a lady, and then the family, money, work, all these things that we are engaging with the, say, the world out there, even enemies and friends. And, uh, you know, and sometimes that lines – (laughs) <laughs> you you can't tell the difference where one begins and one ends, you know, <laughs> especially as a man, you know, you might be able to get right. a fist fight one day and just go have a beer the next and be okay. Yep. <laughs> but what, what are those principles that guide us and actually guide the way those spokes into those different areas in life, you know, help control that? Like, again, I mean, it's a great, a great story, but Pete's like, I'm, OK, the guy's here to clean up the room. It's 1030. He's not supposed to be here till 11. I could like get angry, but he's in a sense, Pete's like checking himself. OK, the Lord's given me this opportunity to to be, you know, patient and loving and caring. And, and uh, so it all worked out. Right. So there's that principle. Something inside of Pete sort of said, no, do it this way, man. So one of those things, and I'll just throw one out, and I thought this might be an interesting one, but something I got on to years ago, and because I didn't live this way, especially in the business world with companies I work for, and it made a completely different difference in my life when I changed it, was this idea of loyalty to the truth. And it's like, you tell the truth regardless. There's nothing there's nothing that could ever. You just tell the truth. Something happens. You just tell the truth. You just dig it out. You look at it. You shine the light on it. Period. That's the way we we roll, right? So, and I really think that's that's one of the. And Covey even mentions that kind of this idea of loyalty to the truth. You you just live to the truth, right? So for me, that's a really big principle. So, being being truthful and honest. So, integrity. Yeah
0: that's a pretty big one for me too. It definitely didn't used to be. um, I think some more um, something else we should talk about is like, why, why should we center our lives on principles instead of um, these other things, right? These outlying things like family or money or, or, or uh, work or the things we have or, why is it? Why do you think it's important, Jim, for us to center our lives in on the principles instead of changing things or things that could change?
2: Yeah, I think that's what you just nailed it right there. That's why it's one of the major reasons why we shouldn't uh, be focused on these things is because they do change. Um, they change a lot. Money changes, work changes, friends change, enemies change. Um, Your pastors change, your church changes, all these things. And that's not a good thing to be centered on things that are, that can be changing. We want to be centered on things that don't change. And that's, of course, that's Christ who wraps up all of these principles into, into one. But I think for me, that's one of the biggest things. And I, and I've lived centered on these other things before in my life, you know, I've been centered on money, been centered on myself and still do to some extent. I've been centered on other people and it's just a terrible way to live. And and as I was preparing for this uh, podcast, you know, kind of studying up and things, it really bothered me that Cubby doesn't lay out the exact principles. Like he doesn't give you a list <laughs> of principles. And, you know, me, I, I like to have a list of everything. And I'm like flipping through the book and searching on Google. I'm like, where's my list? Where's my list of principles? <laughs> and uh, they're just not there. Which is yeah. which was interesting, and I and I like what you said, John. That loyalty to the truth—that's a—that's a great one. That's a great principle to live by. You know, always telling the truth. You know, what's well, the saying? He, always tell the truth. It's easier to remember. Well, I, I love think that.
0: he kind of does give us the principles, though. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like through the seven Seven Habits, he right. I mean, be proactive, right? right? Like be proactive. Like that's a principle that we need to live by. Yeah. And beginning right. with the end in mind, right? And I think that's why there's not because I kind of came to the same conclusion. I was like, okay, where's the list, dude?
2: I actually searched right. it a second ago. <laughs> but-, but, I, but I think we both know deep down that there's more than the seven, right? Just like John right. just gave us another one. You yeah. know, there are yeah. lots, lots of other principles. And a lot of them are the habits themselves or contained within the habits. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I like a just a flat out list. Mm-hmm. Tell me I don't want to go look and it's <laughs> yeah. just my sloth.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's like like that one that I had that I wrote down and spoke of earlier. Seek and merit divine help. I mean, that's a strong principle, right? So, oh yeah, and, and yeah. there's there's so much said. Like, even if you take that as a principle, well, one one it says there's a greater power above and beyond me. That's the ordering force of the universe, right? And so that's, so there's a belief, there's a principle, I'm going to believe in that ordering power and, and then I'm going to ask that ordering creative power for help. And then I'm going to act in a such, in certain way that I merit getting helped by that. Right. So there's so much right there in that. Uh, that's this in that principle area, J- James, that you're saying that, he, that Covey, in a sense, isn't specifically saying that, right? But it's like it's mm-hmm. there and, and you can tease right. that out and talk about it. That's like that's like the idea of loyalty to the truth. Well, in this day and age, you're right? it's like there's a lot of folks out there that are like, well, well, what's the truth? You know, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. And it's like, no, no. The principle is there is truth <laughs> and, and period. Right. And, and, and somebody saying, well, it's yours or mine's like, no truth is ours. And it's, it's, it's something to be discovered and it's not something that you can just throw away. And if, and if you, and if you pretend, if you live life pretending there is no truth, you live life at your own peril and the peril that, of others.
0: Yeah. That's right. like a, uh, like, clearly not living on a in a principle-centered life. Like you are living in a – you're centered on yourself or family or money or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever benefits you, I think, is how you fall into that relativism. But that's like – you're like on the edge of the cliff, John, getting ready to fall into a wormhole. <laughs> What's well, that hole right there in the middle yeah. called principles, right? Yeah. It's like,
1: that's two or three thousand. That's like standing on top of El Capitan and looking over the edge and saying, I'm going for it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we that's kind of what we were, you know, Yeah. So So, help me help me understand this. I was I was struggling with this idea of within this concept of living, you know, the beginning with the end in mind. There's the two creations and everything. The idea of roles and goals. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So so speak, speak to me. My what brothers what part were you struggling with john <laughs> the whole thing so i i sort of understand it but like roles and goals so a role would be so some of my
0: roles the way that i um i guess i could justify centering my life on these on these unchanging timeless principles right as covey says is uh finding value in the roles that i have and uh some of those roles for me right now in my life where I'm at. I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a son. Son of God, first and foremost, obviously. Son to my mother and father on this earth. And then dad to Amelia and Elijah. Brother, I have eight brothers and sisters. So that all those are very important. And then acquaintances, friends. Um, I don't know which category you guys fall into. You're in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> so just have, glad to make a list
2: <laughs> so I have
0: goals I should have goals within each one of those and Covey goes into it saying that we need to focus on each one of those and uh, begin with the end in mind for each one of those roles and have individual goals for those and have a clear road map of how we're going to get there like Jim was saying and this is obviously a lot harder or a lot easier said than done Um, it's something I struggle with continuously and I, uh, kind of umbrella a lot of things in my personal mission statement, which is a flaw of sloth to be sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how I've been doing things for the past couple of years and it's worked relatively well. That's how I handle this concept of the roles and goals right now, John. And I'm sure that that'll continue to develop. As I do with age and time and uh, God's will, what about you, Jim? Yeah. What do you think about these roles and goals?
2: Yeah, and I and this was a good reminder when I was reading through this. I used to be a lot better at this, and I think this topic, this conversation, is going to come into play a lot more next week when we start talking about you know putting first things first. Um, because, like as you were saying that, Pete, I was thinking. You know, you can't be everything to everybody. So you got to have to prioritize, you know, what you're going to do. But I love the idea of roles and goals. And I'm my role as a father, my role as a husband, my role as an employee, as a son, as a brother. And to me, it's a good exercise in proactivity and sitting down and thinking about what are my roles. And if you've never thought about that, it's an interesting concept to sit there and think, okay, what are my roles? Who am I to other people? Who am I to myself? who are those people who would come to my funeral what what category would they be you know would they be friends would they be uh, co-workers would they be relatives would they be enemies there to laugh I, you know whatever it might be Probably. Um, but yeah but to think of um, <laughs> be careful i make uh, i make coffee with the tears of my enemies so you got to watch out for that <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's but it's it's great to first sit down and really think about What are my roles? Who am I? What do I want to be? What kind of a father do I want to be remembered as? What kind of a husband do I want to be for my wife? Uh, What kind of an employee do I want to be? So all of those roles. And then the next proactive thing is to say, okay, what what, what do I want to do with this role? You know, thinking about my kids, how do I want them to remember me? I want them to remember me as someone who when they asked me for something or they talked to me about something, I wasn't like this, you know, I'll be with you in a minute as soon as I get done on the phone. Like, you know, I'm, I have given them my attention, right? I played with them. I remember a long time ago, my oldest, who's 21, you know, we were, I was putting him down to bed and I said, uh, I said, Anthony, do you, I said, you know, dad loves you, right? And he said, yeah. I said, well, how do you know that? He said, cause you play with me. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's something, you know, that's something that a child would remember that I remember with my own father, you know, playing with them, doing things with them, spending time. I mean, that's how we spell love in relationships is not L O V E. It's T I M E. Right. So we have these roles. We have these goals. So here's my role as a father. Here's my goal to be remembered. And again, here's, that's that vision. Here's the goal. What are my steps to get there? What do I have to do to get there? Do I have to not do as many social things so I can spend more time with the kids? Do I have to, do I have to schedule? Do I put them on my calendar, which isn't a bad idea? Say, okay, well, this day I'm going to take Isabella out to breakfast. I'm going to do this with her, you know, schedule them in like you do everybody else. So everybody has time, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I love this exercise because it's finding out who I am, who I want to be, and then working on those steps to get there. The self-examined life it's beautiful there you go there you. yeah
0: go. I can't remember I think uh Robin Sharma that guy the that wrote the 5am club he talks about I think one thing he I can't remember if it's him or not so sorry if I'm wrong but he says show me your calendar and I'll tell you what's important to you if it's on your calendar you know that's what's important to you but uh I think another thing that this kind of falls into is just stewardship like that that parable with the uh, servants like, OK, this is what I gave you. What would you do with it? You know, so not mm-hmm. only what will be remembered for, which is, you know, important to all of us. But like I think about standing in front of God, kicking it with him like, hey, what would you do with all that stuff I gave you to do? like okay well you know I I wasted probably (laughs) 24 (laughs) years of it really well and it was fun and some of it sucked but that's what I did with a lot of it so far you know what I mean but now it's like okay so now I have that accountability too and what am I doing with what I've been given and Mm -hmm. and you know did I bury my treasure Mm -hmm. right so the distractions yeah, I think it's true. I love that, Jim. The,
2: about yeah, being present. And, yeah. Yeah. Just knowing yeah, where yeah, you're I, going. Right. And, and this ties back to those principles that we're, we're fulfilling those roles, not because we're child focused, employer focused, spouse focused. It's because we have these principles that these people are important to us and our legacy is important. And, we want to show love the best way we can. So again, that's, we're going back to those principles of, you know, loving, being the good person that we're designed to be. I think that's, that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. Very important. Sean, so- you've been quiet for so long.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's good that it's good to listen, right? I'm trying to practice uh, one of Covey's upcoming habits, and which I've not mm. been all that great with, but you know, seeking first to understand is such a great one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Jeff yeah. is all over this. This is great to have a brother yeah. out there on the <laughs> other side of the ocean, yeah. you know, like checking in on this. He's like rolling with us, man. That's great to hear. We're going to have to get Jeff on the on our podcast. I think we'll, we'll get Absolutely. him on our podcast and, and have him talk about his life and, and where he's been and his family and everything. So, uh, but yeah, the, uh, I'm thinking, you know, as I look at this and, and, uh, is like, how does this tie in with our faith and our sacraments and scripture? Right. And what, one of the, the painful things like was, was it Sunday, this past uh, Sunday, the uh, scripture reading was about uh, Christ saying that unless you hate mother and father and family, you can't really be my follower, right? And it's like they, that's one of those that's one of those gospel readings that's really like, wow. I mean, he's drawn the line down there. He's been, he's he's laying down the gauntlet right there, right? Right. And in a sense, though, I think what he's doing is saying that the most important thing in your life has to be focused on God, the creator of the universe, right? And that all these things that are kind of out there, sad to say, and I, and I see an inequality in a lot of them, right? Like family, spouse, money. I mean, I... Just like if I, if I think about family and my spouse, I I really believe that I uh, love them much, much more than money or work or possessions or pleasure, you know, right, or church even, and hopefully a lot more than self. So it's kind of interesting. There's kind of an—for uh, me, when I look at these principles, and I and then I kind of think of the scriptures and the way the Lord speaks of— these things, right? So I, I think it's been said. I think I've, I've heard Patrick Madrid say this before that there's more admonitions against the evils of money than anything else spoken of in the uh, gospel. And so it's kind of interesting to look at all these things, and 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 with the idea of again begin with the end in mind, where scripturally and and sacramentally. You know, how are you thinking about that, James?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that this habit, I just see it so much in everything, especially in the scriptures. I mean, it's just to me, as you're talking about the last Sunday's readings, you know, and those are powerful words. You cannot be my disciple. Like, wow, who would have thought Jesus would say something like that? You know, give me a hug, Jesus. No, (laughs) you cannot be my disciple. Right. Unless you hate your, your father and your mother and your children, and, and I'm like, wow, that is powerful. But what does that mean? It means begin with the end in mind. The ultimate end is God. If that's your priority, all those other things are going to fit in. It's not that we have to just disband them, you know, get them away from us, ab- abandon our families. we got to have those priorities, which we'll talk about next week. But that's the ultimate end in mind is God. Being with God, and that has to come first. And once we have that vision, right? Again, we're starting with our vision in our brains, and we're moving it, looking towards heaven. What's our steps? Well, they're there with us, right? Our families there with us along the way. Sometimes they're behind us, pushing us. Sometimes they're beside us, walking with us, like Simon and Cyrene. But they're they're always there, and, and God is always beginning with the end in mind, even at the very beginning with Genesis. Here's Adam and Eve fallen and God doesn't just abandon them, He says, I'm gonna send a savior. You got this proto-evangelium, they call it, where it says, He will crush your head to Satan, right? There's gonna be somebody coming that's gonna to make this right. So even God's beginning with this end in mind that Christ is going to come. And I love the uh from the gospel of Luke, uh it's Luke 14, 28, 33 or something like that, where he talks about building a tower, uh, going to war, that you sit down, you take account, into account the costs, you yep. measure things, you really think about it before you get into it. And so, the, so there's just so much in just the scriptures about this beginning with the end in mind. And then we can move on to sacraments. You look at baptism. I mean, that's that's what that's for, right? The ultimate end is, is heaven. And if you listen to the words of the rite of baptism... That's all it talks about. bring this garment back into uh unstained back into the heavenly kingdom you know bring this candle still lit back into you know into heaven all these types of things it's all about that end that we're beginning there at our at our baptism mm. but I mean there's just there's just so much um I just love thinking about all these things and I even did um when I was teaching this at Saint Michael a number of years ago it was around Lent and I did a um, meditation on the seven last words and I matched them up with the seven habits. And the second word of Christ is this day, you will be with me in paradise. The second word from the, from the cross. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that's the second habit. The second word, that's the end in mind paradise, right? He's speaking to the thief. Even the thief was proactive, right? Remember me when you come into your kingdom. So, I mean, there's just so much that, I mean, you can just spend a whole, podcast episode on (laughs) where we find this habit and in our faith but uh i won't do that too that's
1: beautiful that truly is beautiful yeah
2: thanks
1: yeah so uh uh the uh today's kind of a special day isn't it Mm -hmm. like today is the uh, birth date of mary the mother of god and I just want to, this is a little off course, but I just got to throw it out there. But on this day, 64 years ago, my father, who came back from World War II, I was six years old and he was uh, 30. He came back from World War II with a terrible drinking problem. And uh, on this day, sixty. Four years ago, he he became sober, and it was one of the greatest things that happened, the greatest thing I would point to, that that was a change in life. Something happened. All of a sudden, my dad moved from being, let's call it like it is, a drunk, to a man who was a leader and led his family and actually gave me a lot of vision beginning and and i think planting that seed in me was of having a life that's worth living right that beginning beginning with the end in mind really started 64 years ago for me when i saw my dad transform into a a leader and uh and it was on our lady's birthday so you know what did you know that that at the time What's that, Peter?
0: Did you know that at the time?
1: I I didn't, and it wasn't until years later, after becoming Catholic, and then, but I always remembered that day. Yeah, uh, September eighth, nineteen fifty eight. Man, things changed.
0: That's awesome. Six years years old. That's wonderful.
1: September eighth, nineteen fifty eight. This guy walked into our house, kind of a distinguished-looking guy, kind of looked like a guy named Errol Flynn, who was an old movie actor. (laughs) And, and he walked into our house and my dad met him. They shook hands and they went into this room and shut the door. And I looked at my mom and said, who's that? And she said, he's from Alcoholics Anonymous. And if he can't help your dad, nobody can because she'd been (laughs) everywhere trying to get him to to get sober. And he just wasn't having it. And when he showed up that day on the birthday of our, of our mother, our holy mother, things changed. And, uh, so anyway, it was just a, a glorious day in, uh, in my life. So I wanted to share that with everybody. Cause that's a, it's kind of a personal thing, but it's a great, uh, it's a great birthday for me. Yeah. Too. Wow.
2: That's a great story.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sharing that John, that's amazing. I think that's,
0: that's just a, uh, a testimony to how powerful our lady is really, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. Like she obviously had something to do with that. Your mom was working for oh. it. You know, she was working for it right. for sure. You know, whether without, anybody knew it or without not, it's amazing. a
1: doubt, you know, and then when I became Catholic, it was kind of funny. You know, I, when I came into the church in two, nineteen, uh, uh, 94, I met a, a group of guys from, uh, St. John the Baptist, which is an Italian parish in Columbus. And I met these two guys. I think Jim knows them, uh, Donato and uh, uh, and Antonio Dalberto and uh, mm. I know Father Han knows them well, but anyway, I had this dream one night about the Virgin Mary was like floating over top of me, right? Wow! And I and 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 it's like wow, you know, and it was kind of interesting. And I and I am it was like a Saturday, and I went to mass the next day and told these guys this story, and I said. And they got really excited, you know, and Laura said, don't tell them that they want to come and camp out. You know, they're going to, want to, they're going to wait for her parents <laughs> to come back. Right? And, and so I was kind of like, well, it was just a dream. They said, no, man, it was more than a dream, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But it was a glorious thing, you know. So she's been present in my life since then and maybe more now, you know, than, than ever. So I always turn to her for prayer and intercession, you know. Help, help, for help sure. your son, right? Help your son get better yeah. and and more holier. So, yeah, or more. And better. what
2: a what a great grace for us to be able to do this podcast on this particular habit on her birthday. When, wow, did God have the end in mind or what? When He, yeah, you know, created her and she was born this day and the, her destiny to to be the mother of our Lord. I mean, it's just yeah, gives me chills yeah. to think about all how all this. Oh is. yeah, <laughs> today's yeah. a yeah. wonderful day.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling them all the way over here too, Jim. It's so. <laughs> amazing. So,
2: Not surprising, uh, but amazing.
1: <laughs> so, what do you what do you think, man? Are we have we have we touched all the bases? And
0: I think that's a pretty
1: solid, any... um, you know, cover of
0: habit too. Really, I mean, yeah. I think we've covered all of it pretty well. I mean, is there any anything else we want to go through for this habit? beginning with the end in mind. For me, it was just a recap. I mean, my personal mission statement, one of the hardest things I ever did in my life has made a tremendous change and impact in how I live every day. And I reference it still, not as much as I should, but uh, it's that was a, a game changer for me. This habit's helped me more than I can explain. What about you, John? What are your concluding thoughts and wrap up from habit two?
1: Yeah, just uh yeah, just pray 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 to the Lord our God to guide us, to uh you know, and in, instruct us and inspire us about what we can do in our lives, the greatness that he's and he's definitely made each and every one of us, every man and woman and every creature in his universe to do some special work, right? And our job here is to figure out what that is and get busy doing it. So that's and yeah. I think that's what Covey's habits really are lead us towards is to that for that end in mind. Right. To get busy and get after it. So so I'd say um, just to mention, we got a father and son discernment camp out coming on Friday, September 23rd to Sunday, September 25th, down at Tar Hollow with Father William Hahn and myself and the Men of Wilderness Outreach. So fathers and sons, uh eight from the seventh grade up through high school, uh join us. It's gonna be a did great say, weekend. Uh father's gonna talk about the priesthood and I'll talk about fatherhood and manhood with uh with the fathers. So uh join us. Did you us say there. December? I'm sorry, September. September September. Yeah, September. yeah and then uh you know, please visit our website, wildernessoutreach.net, and you'll find up there on the bar, one of our great brothers, Andrew Ortiz, has just built us an amazing website, and so all the man casts show up there on the upper right-hand corner of our page. Also, there's a, a great resource page there with books and outdoor gear, and there's a there's another page there called Field Notes. If you want to read some some really good stories about things that have happened on the on our expeditions of really working of the Holy Spirits, you can get into that. And then please go to YouTube and uh, to help us out on that YouTube thing. So like Wilderness Outreach on YouTube, and then hit the subscribe button. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a penny or two from those folks one of these days. So. <laughs> to help help the mission get going. So, uh, is there anything else I'm not thinking about, James? Oh yeah, what are we doing next? What are we doing next week?
2: We are going to put first things first. All righty, we're going to talk about habit number three, which is a natural follow-up to this habit about putting first things first. I kind of alluded to that. You know, we got to prioritize. We can't just uh, do everything. So we got to figure out what's the most important and helps us. Fulfill those roles and goals. So that'll be another great episode, is uh, next Thursday at eight o'clock. Excited. Same time, same place.
1: Yep. If I may, I'll close us out with a a prayer from uh, September 8th. Father of mercy, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give your people help and strength from heaven. The birth of the Virgin Mary's son was the dawn of our salvation. May this celebration of her birthday bring us closer to lasting peace. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yeah. See you next week, man.
2: Alright. Oh. Beginning with the ended mind.